Hi, everyone. This is Lori Joyner from Lori Joyner Ministries. Welcome to my podcast, where we talk practically about all things discipleship related, such as where to find people to disciple, what to do on a typical discipleship appointment, and how to help our disciples grow in Christ. Whether you're just starting out or looking to sharpen your discipleship skills, you're in the right place. Well, hey, friends, it's Lori Joyner, your discipleship coach. Now, just because a person shows up to discipleship time with you does not necessarily mean they're growing spiritually. Sometimes the person may simply enjoy your company. They're glad someone will listen to them share about things in their life. And while we do want to be a kind friend and perhaps counseling might be needed, discipleship is primarily meant for spiritual growth. So the question becomes, what to do when you're meeting with someone and they don't seem to be growing spiritually or taking any steps of faith or taking any action to perhaps disciple somebody else in the future? What do you do? Do you keep meeting with them or do you break up? Okay, so when you're meeting with a person who does not seem to be growing spiritually, we've got to start by discerning what kind of progress you hope to see in this person's life. Remember, there's two goals when discipling others. Number one, they grow in Christ-likeness over time, just in their words, their actions, their habits, their character. Listen, when the Son of God comes to live in your life after you've placed your faith in Christ, when the Holy Spirit takes up residence in your heart and begins to fill you from the inside out, there should be a change. And that change should be that little by little, day by day, step by step, that person is coming to look more like Christ over time. That's goal number one. Number two is that they are maturing to the point where they can disciple another person. So the first thing we've got to do is to evaluate ourselves. We need to think to ourselves, maybe the disciple's not the problem. Maybe it's us. You know, we need to take a good, hard look at our own discipleship efforts to see if we can make any changes or tweaks to that. So let's explore some tools at our disposal to use on ourselves and the discipleship time in general. So number one is the discipler evaluation. We can self-evaluate our personal discipleship efforts and make changes to increase the quality of our investment in others. We've got to evaluate our discipleship on an ongoing basis. We need to think to ourselves, are we caring about all aspects of this person's life? Are we opening the word with our disciple, teaching them from the Bible every time we meet? Let's be humble enough to realize that we may be having the issues ourselves in the discipleship time. And that's why we're not seeing the growth in our disciple that we desire. The issue may be us. Now you can see on my blog, if you just go to my website, lorijoinerministries.org, that I have a whole blog post about this called, Does Your Discipleship Need a Tune-Up? All right. And if you want to, you can just go over to my transcript notes and I'll put a link in there. So number one was the discipler evaluation. Evaluate your own output in discipleship. But number two, the discipleship evaluation. This is when you and your disciple evaluate together. Each person answers a few questions about the discipleship time and to see what tweaks can be made for the future. Really listen to your disciple here. What are they saying? 
How are they receiving your discipleship style? What adjustments can you make? And perhaps what adjustments can they make to make the time more fruitful? Again, I also wrote about this extensively in my blog, Does Your Discipleship Need a Tune-Up? Part 2. So just go to my website for that. But basically, this is where you both evaluate the time and see what you could do to change or adjust for the next chapter of discipleship together. Number three, we really need to focus on the three key components of discipleship, grace, truth, and time. If one of these is missing, your efforts will stall out. So we need to understand grace. We extend grace, meaning we don't expect perfection. We're a safe person. We care about our disciple. Number two is truth. We speak the truth. We're truthful about issues, even if it's uncomfortable. That is part of being a discipler. And number three, we give enough time for change. We don't expect immediate results and we look for growth over time. So the best thing to do here is to realize where maybe you tend to be naturally, and then you make an effort to head back to balance in this area. So I will tell you, I tend to be a truth-oriented person. I tell the truth very clearly, very plainly. I stick to the truth. And I've always had to be very careful to give grace, extend grace. And to be honest with you, I'm certainly glad God does that with me, okay? So number four is speak the truth in love. This is a piece of our discipleship we've got to look at. Our disciple may not know that there is an issue hindering her growth if we don't tell them. So you can see chapter eight in my book, Discipling Women, for some helpful scripts in this. Also, I covered this area at length in my last two podcasts. That would be season two, podcast episodes seven and eight. But we got to speak the truth in love. If you feel like there is something hindering your disciple from either looking more like Christ over time or maturing to the point where they can disciple somebody else, you need to tell them. And it might be awkward and it may be hard. And that's why you need to go back and listen to those episodes so you can know how to speak that truth in love, in a loving, kind way. Number five, you need to suggest growth areas. We we need to be make we need to make sure that we're giving them ways to change. You know, are there suggestions to help them see the growth that we would like to see in their life? Or are we just merely pointing out the problems? We need to be quick to say, hey, I have an idea that I think would help you in this area. And it is blank. So I was talking with a woman last week that I'm discipling about memorizing just one scripture a week. She is a baby believer. She has her new Bible. She's learning how to read it. It is a precious walk I'm having with her. I just love it. I think I enjoy our discipleship time more than she does. But anyway, we were, I was talking to her about the discipline of scripture memorization. And I'm just asking her to memorize one scripture a week. So when I talked to her about that a couple of weeks later, she said that it was a challenge for her to memorize a scripture a week because she kept forgetting to look at the verse and it would just kind of slip her mind. And I just shared with her, I pulled out a little index card and I shared with her how I would write the same verse on like three or four index cards and I would just put them around the house. I put one by the coffee pot. 
I told her she could maybe put one, you know, by her computer, maybe one on her car dashboard. And so I was just helping her grow in this area. I wasn't just saying, well, you need to be memorizing scripture, you know, just memorize one per week. But I was saying, hey, this is how I do it. This might be helpful to you. And matter of fact, it was. So don't leave them hanging in their growth. Sometimes the simplest ideas are extremely helpful to your disciple. Okay, let's turn a little bit of a corner here. When a woman is not maturing or bearing fruit in the discipleship realm, meaning she's just not multiplying her life or investing in others, I would maybe ask her why. You know, why does she feel like she's not growing or why does she feel like she's not ready to invest in another person? Maybe she'll tell you clear, clearly, I, I don't feel like I can do this. Maybe she's going to say, I feel like I'm going to be a hypocrite, or I just feel too unconfident about the Bible, or whatever it is, you need to know that so you can address that in your future discipleship times. So maybe she'll say she's just not ready. Now, if you feel she is ready, then perhaps she just needs you to breathe some confidence into her. Maybe you need to, you know, pump her full of just, I believe you can do this. You have something of worth to give to somebody. You can do this. Step out in faith. I have confidence in you. And in this scenario, I would encourage you and your disciple to disciple somebody new together. And piece by piece, hand over that discipleship mantle to where she's able to do it on her own. And you're just kind of sitting there, you know, clapping, applauding, and cheering her on. Another thing is that she may say, I don't have time. I just, I don't have time to do this. And at this point, you all probably need to talk about her schedule. Maybe help her see that pushing pause on another area of life or delegating something or saying no to something can free up time for this valuable endeavor of discipling others. You could perhaps explain to her what you said no to, to meet with her. Okay. Maybe you, you know, cut out some of your, let's say gym workout time, or you cut out some of your, I don't know, book club reading time, or I don't know, you, you, you use your lunch each day to run errands. And instead you do one of those lunch times with your disciple show that, yeah, discipleship is a sacrifice of time. It absolutely is. We could fill our time with lots of fun, different stuff, but that we have to make time to follow God in his commission to make disciples. And so maybe that's just a conversation and a good hard look at the schedule and commitments and talk about where things could change. Number three, there could be other issues that are just causing a roadblock here. Okay, maybe your disciple just has a lack of desire. They don't feel like putting forth the effort. Maybe they lack biblical conviction about discipleship. Maybe they're just having a hard time giving God lordship of their time. Maybe they don't feel they'd be a good example in some area. Maybe they truly lack an intimate walk with God. Listen, folks, it could be the fact that they only open their Bible with you each week, and they really don't feel like that's the best example for somebody else. Listen, your disciple may have a number of issues that they share with you about why they're not willing or not ready or not wanting to meet with others. But the bottom line is this. It is a biblical call to help fulfill the Great Commission by making disciples and teaching people what we have been taught. 
So if a person is unwilling to work through these issues and at least be open to God bringing a person into their lives, your days of discipling this person may come to a close until they are ready. This is tough. Do I keep going with this person, hoping another two or three months, semester, summer, year will help them turn that corner? Or do I go ahead and push them into another direction and open that time up in my schedule for somebody else? It's a tough decision. This is not something that's done easily. It's not done quickly. And it's not done without a lot of prayer. But if you've been discipling people like me for over 20 years, this will happen. You will be scratching your head. Well, how long do I disciple this person? What if they're not even multiplying their life? What if they're just hanging on to me to be their end-all, be-all spiritual input, and they're not plugging into a local church? You know, we don't need to be a person's everything spiritually. We need to be a piece of their growth process. But we know what it feels like when somebody just latches onto us and won't grow outside of our input. In those situations, we've got to make hard decisions. We've got to maybe have some challenging conversations. Okay, here's a couple of scripts that I've used in the past when I felt like things need to either be pushed, pause on for a while, or if they maybe need to end completely for a season. Here's the thing I say for a while or for a season, because sometimes things can change. Person get plugged into a local church, kind of catch that vision of discipleship and be like, Lori, I didn't, I just wasn't ready at the time, but I'm ready now. I mean, that would be awesome, right? So I never say never, but I know many situations where I have had to just push pause. Okay. That's in some situations is a nice way of saying I've had to break up with the person I'm discipling, but it just sounds better to say push pause. Okay. Anyway, here's a few scenarios. I could say this, um, hey, you know what? I've enjoyed meeting together these past two years, and I feel the best next step for you is to disciple another person like we've talked about, and I want to free up time for you to do that. So let's push, let's push pause on our time together so you can use this time weekly to invest in another woman spiritually. Okay, so you see what I did with that? I'm saying to the person, we're going to stop meeting for discipleship right now because we've been meeting for two years. And I want you to use this time to invest in somebody else. Okay, here's another scenario. Maybe I could say this to them. Hey, you know what? I've enjoyed meeting together this past year. I feel the best next step for you is to plug into a local church, like we've talked about numerous times. So I'd like to push pause on our time together weekly to give you the margin you need to plug into a local church. And once that's established, let's meet back up, share about what God is teaching you and next steps in your walk with him. So sometimes, you know, many churches offer like a weekday Bible study or a Sunday night Bible study, or even a Sunday morning Bible study. And so I'm going to push pause on my discipleship of them and really direct them into the local church. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm always directing my disciples into the local church, but if they are not doing that, if they're just wanting to get all their spiritual investment feeding from me, then I'm going to I'm going to make the hard decision to push pause to make sure they're connecting to the local body of Christ. Okay, here's a third scenario. I could say it like this. You know, I've really enjoyed meeting together this past year. I lead a weekly Bible study that is for women of all stages and walks with God, and it would be great to have you as a part of that group starting up this next year. Okay, so you see that in this scenario, that frees me up 
to disciple another person one-on-one that might really want to grow and disciple others, while the first gal continues to grow in that bigger Bible study that I lead weekly until she comes to a place where she wants to disciple others as well. So you see how I didn't completely let her go. I just redirected her into like a group situation instead of her getting that one-on-one time that I'd already been given her for who knows how long. So here's the question of the week. Have you ever discipled a person and they just seemed stuck in their spiritual growth? What did you do about it? Because I would love to hear how you navigated that situation when a person is just kind of circling, circling in discipleship, but not really taking steps of faith to learn or to grow or to apply what you're teaching them. I would really love to learn from you. Tell me what you think about this whole topic of break up or keep going. What are some of the scenarios you face and how did you handle it? Okay, well, you know, I like to do a keeping it real moment. And really this week, I just feel like I need to do a bottom line moment. Okay, so I'm tweaking it just a little bit. Here's the bottom line, my friends. We only have so much time on earth. Okay, that's the bottom line. It's a stewardship of our time. Now, listen, I could fill my schedule with people that just want to sit and me feed them the Bible day by day. I I could. I could just fill up my schedule with Anybody that just wanted to sit, grab coffee, and listen to me teach them the Bible. But I need them to eventually go. Go and help fulfill the Great Commission. I need them to turn their eyes to others and disciple other people. I need them to take what they're learning and pour it into another person. If they, for whatever reason, do not want to do that, then I simply want to point them in a direction where they can continue to grow in Christ, but hopefully come to the point where they're willing to disciple others in the future. But I'm going to use that time to find women who are eager to take what they learn and pour it into somebody else. You know, there are women who don't want to multiply their lives. There are disciples that just love to be given attention and poured into, but they don't really want to meet with others. They don't want to take steps of faith. They want to be encouraged. They want to be prayed for. They want me to hold their hand, but they don't want to go. And here's the thing. That's just not the biblical model. And I'm not going to give the lion's share of my time to that. I'm going to give the lion's share of my time to people that want to go and make disciples of all nations. I want to give the lion's share of my time to people that will be like 2 Timothy 2.2, the things you've heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, turn around and teach to others who will be able to teach others also. I need to be creating that biblical discipleship downline where somebody's discipling somebody, discipling somebody. I cannot get stuck in one generation discipleship. I needed to pass down into multiple generations. So when I'm working with somebody like that, I tend to navigate them into a situation where they're maybe in a small group Bible study, but they're not getting that one-on-one time with me anymore. And I will pray for them, Uh, absolutely, that they will come to that biblical conviction about discipleship and multiplying their lives into others. And as I pray and I wait, I dive deeper with other women who are hungry to take those steps of faith, share the gospel and the power of the Holy Spirit, and get in the discipleship boat with others. All right, let me pray. Lord Jesus, we need great discernment in these situations. How long to keep discipling somebody? How long is it beneficial for them before it turns not beneficial for them to where they're not becoming that self-feeder, 
where they're not looking to you for spiritual direction, where they're not plugging into the local body of Christ and becoming the hands of feet, the hands and feet of Christ within their communities. And so, Lord, we need the mind of Christ in these situations. We don't want to hurt somebody, but we don't want to hinder somebody's growth either, either by just having them hang on over and over for years. Lord, I pray that you would bring men and women into people's lives that are ready to disciple them, that really want, have that fire to be used by you in other people's lives. And Lord, I pray for the men and women listening to the podcast today, that they know they're discipling that person that they need to make maybe a hard decision with. I pray they would listen back through this podcast again, do that discipleship evaluation, make sure they've got that grace plus truth over time, make sure they've really thought through the person's blind spots, perhaps had some hard conversations like speaking the truth in love. And Lord, I pray these people would rise to the challenge really rise to the challenge and say, you know what? That has been me. I have been kind of lazy. I have been wanting to just be fed and coddled and encouraged by you, but it is time for me to take steps of faith, reach out and talk to others. And so Lord, that's really what we want. I pray that you would use us to that end. And we just say that we love you, Lord. Thank you for discipleship, even when it's not perfect and even when it's tough and even when it's difficult, we still love this part of life on earth, discipling others, under your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Lori Joyner Ministry serves the global body of Christ with discipleship resources, publications, and ongoing coaching and consulting of discipleship ministries. To invite me to speak at your next event and to see a full list of my discipleship books and Bible studies and resources, please visit me at lorijoynerministries.org.